0: Um obsessed with that I'm obsessed with this We're obsessed with you So, so get, get obsessed, obsessed with,
1: with us Hi everyone and welcome to oh Obsessed
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome That that, <laughs> that right there is very Very <laughs> Oh my then god That's the. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so we speak fluent vampire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> vampire. Guys, I don't know if you noticed, but we're both on like a 500-day streak of vampire in Duolingo.
0: Yeah. Yes. And if you didn't understand, I don't think all of our listeners know what, how to speak vampire. So this is Obsessed. If you didn't know, you're, you're in the right place. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you're in the right place. And that is Jeff.
0: And that is Variana, Ariana. (laughs) (laughs) Varianna.
1: Vampire, Italian, like really the same thing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of crossover there. It really is. But uh, Ari, do you want to tell everyone what we're talking about? (laughs) Yes.
1: So welcome to our first episode of this spooky season. and. Our amazing topic is vampires. Duh.
0: A duh. duh. I'm a-duh. honestly surprised that we haven't talked about vampires already. It's, you know what? Right? Right? Yeah.
1: I, no, I'm, I'm equally as shocked, but I think it's one of those things, Chef, where it is, like, so incorporated in our lives. Not that we are vampires, um, but it's, like, so obvious that we would miss it. It's kind of like... When a question is too easy, like, that can't be the answer.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: The cops are coming for me. Gotta go. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bail you,
1: bail you out. <laughs> but, yeah, it is shocking that we haven't spoken about vampires because, hello, like, we love them.
0: We do love them. And real quick, Ari, do you believe in vampires?
1: Uh Uh... No.
0: You're taking too long.
1: N- n- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. No. You don't. Do you? Okay.
0: That's that's incorrect. That's <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> um I don't believe in like the vampire that is portrayed in movies, right? But I do believe that there are people that drink blood that call themselves okay. vampires and like yes. who am I to Tell them that they're not vampires. You know, you know? I, You're absolutely
1: correct. I do agree with that. Do I, I, I do believe that there are people who think that they're vampires. Fine. Right. Love it. But I don't think that people come back from the dead and then grow fangs and need blood to survive.
0: Right, yeah, like the like the Twilight, the True Blood yes. vampires, like, no, 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 do that's I all Hollywood. They ex-
1: do I wish the True Blood vampires existed? 1,000% yes, turn me oh, immediately.
0: Yes, I will be moving to Bon Tomp, or bon- whatever the name of that t- Bon town Tamp,
1: Louisiana, bon-
0: wherever Louisiana. The fuck they are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yes, I would be packing my bags and moving there immediately <laughs> if they existed. Immediately.
1: No, like, hottest cast to this day of any show. Yes. I know. I need to rewatch. No, that's what I'm um, doing this spooky season. Let's watch together. Did you start it? No, okay, not let's, yet. Let's rewatch. Not yet. Okay. But
0: the, I need to. The only problem is that the episodes are so long. Are they? <laughs> I don't remember them being like. I think they're like hour long HBO episodes, and then there's like six seasons. So that's a, oh. it's very time consuming, but I will, I will start her though. Ari. If you want to start. Okay. It too. Perfect. I love that. Um, amazing.
1: Okay. So we both believe to a degree in vampires. To a degree. Yes. Um, yeah. Did, did you ever get scared by vampires? Like the folklore of vampires growing up, Jeff?
0: Like vampires don't scare me, but my mom, and I don't really remember this maybe cause I blocked it from my memory, but my mom dressed me up as Dracula for Halloween when I was, like, four or five, (laughs) and she said I took one look at myself in the mirror, and I started hysterically (laughs) crying because I was so afraid, but I, (laughs) I really think that that was the only time that I was ever afraid of vampires. I just don't think they scare me. Like, I think the vampires that we see in movies, like, okay, they only come out at night, they don't like garlic, they don't like cross, cru- a crucifix or a cross, I feel like there are so many ways or so many ways that you could defend yourself from vampires Yeah, that I'm like, okay, I'm not really that threatened by them, you know? Agreed. Um, what about you? Yeah,
1: I feel the same way. Like, I was never really scared by them at all. Uh, I was scared by talking Dolls and getting possessed, yes. but vampires, right. no, and especially the more modern portrayals, as you mentioned. Like, I welcome, I welcome a vampire. <laughs> like, I, yes. I'm like, okay, either, either they're not that. It's not that difficult to get rid of them, or. They're really hot and cool and crazy and I want them to come over. Like I'll set I'll invite yeah. them inside. So no, not not scared of them.
0: I know. Yeah, I feel like Hollywood kind of did a bad job at trying to make us afraid of vampires because they just made them so hot, they like did. you said.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was fucked up.
0: Yeah, even in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like they were all hot. Oh yeah, I mean, for, uh, all of the outside of vampires, like all the
1: creatures and like the supernatural and stuff. They're all they're like human forms. The hottest person you've ever seen, right? I know. Like, just look like
0: a regular yeah. person, please. Yeah. Yeah, or just like be unattractive like someone Some please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we are we all know like the general like conventions of what a vampire is. Like they're considered undead, they suck blood and they don't like sunlight. But We're going to get into the history of vampires, because where did this all come from? Ari, your turn. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll tell you, Jeff. So, creatures with vampiric characteristics have appeared at least as far back as ancient Greece, where stories were told of these creatures um, who attacked people in their sleep and drained their bodily fluids. I don't think it's a shocker that this has gone as far back as ancient times. Um, Fast forward to uh, medieval Europe. They had tales of walking corpses who drink the blood of the living and spread plagues. And in that time of variety of diseases and people lacking a modern understanding of infectious diseases, people in medieval Europe, came to believe that those who became vampires preyed first on their own families and other people. Mm. So they of course, they didn't understand what diseases were. People are dying left and right.
0: Yeah, and it also makes sense that, like, they would think that the vampires preyed on their own families first because being that they lived with their families, yeah. they probably spread those diseases, so people just attributed that to... Someone in the family being a vampire. Yeah, absolutely. Naturally.
1: I mean, that's what I would think.
0: <laughs> makes sense to <for> me.
1: <laughs> but um, continuing that, there's research from the 20th and the 21st centuries that started to include like characteristics associated with vampires, and those characteristics can actually be traced back to certain diseases, such as porphyria, which makes one someone sensitive to sunlight. Right. That's a, that's a vampire trait. Mm, um, yeah. Which causes wasting. We have pellagra. I don't know what that is, but it's a disease that thins the skin, right? So you could start to see like veins and stuff like that. And rabies, which causes biting and general sensitivities Mm. that could lead to repulsion by light or garlic. So, yeah. It's so wild that all these like tales were told and most of them were because people just didn't understand
0: science um, or how bodies worked. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't know any of that, but that makes perfect sense. These are all the characteristics of vampires. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, rabies leads to a repulsion to garlic. Apparently. I, did not, I didn't know that's this. So, <laughs> I did not know this. All right, well, okay, interesting. So you'll be safe in an Italian restaurant <laughs> from anyone that has rabies or vampires. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that's so fascinating. But, uh, yeah, so vampire myths were especially popular in Eastern Europe, as, as mentioned, and the word vampire most likely originates from that region. Uh, digging up the bodies of, sus- of suspected vampires was practiced in many cultures throughout Europe, and it, it is thought that the natural characteristics of decomposition, such as receding gums and the appearance of growing hair and fingernails, reinforced the belief that corpses were in fact continuing some manner of life after death.
1: Mm, that's fascinating. That's so, so
0: fascinating. Fa- so they didn't, because like your your hair and nails grow after dying, but I guess they thought that like, oh, this person might must be alive. For sure. Right? If, well, yeah, if, they don't, if their hair is growing. If they don't know
1: that that's a thing or true, they're just seeing what's happening to a corpse, and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: How is this possible? like, oh yeah, you must. Be still alive. (laughs) Um, So also possibly contributing to this belief was the pronouncement of death for people who were not actually dead. Mm. Because of the constraints of medical diagnoses at the time, people who were very ill or sometimes even very drunk or in a coma or shock were thought to be dead and then later miraculously recovered, sometimes too late to prevent their burial. So they would be buried alive. Mm Belief in vampires led to such rituals as staking corpses through the heart before they were buried. In some cultures, the dead were buried face down to prevent them from finding their way out of their graves. And did you know that as late as the early 20th century, some villagers in Bulgaria still practiced corpse impaling? Uh, Oh my gosh. What? Imagine, like, just being drunk, like, so drunk, and you're like, they think you're dead because you're just passed out. And then they stake you yeah. in your chest to make sure that you're dead. And like they end up just killing kill, you yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. It is it. I remember when we went
1: to Salem and we learned about um the bell next to gravesites, oh. right? Because a lot of say by the Bell. Say by the Bell. Yes. Exactly. Say by the Bell. That's yep. where the that phrase is from. It, because so many people like they didn't understand a whole lot about conditions and what happens to your body when you're fucking black out and all yeah. the things. So people were literally pronounced dead who weren't and then they had a... Hopefully they were able to wake up and shake the bell and be like, hey, come pick me up out of this grave yeah. site. <laughs> I, so, was, I was
0: just drunk, you guys. Guys, like,
1: hello. You can't be doing this to me every weekend. <laughs> every Saturday? <laughs> every Saturday. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's wild, <laughs> the, like, tactics that they came up with uh, to ensure yeah, that someone wasn't a vampire.
0: Right. And I was, like, I was thinking, I was like, why don't they just wait a little bit to see if they wake up? But... Back then, they really had no way way to, like, preserve or just keep a body somewhere without it starting to decompose. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure it had such a foul odor over time. So, they were, like, very—and also could spread diseases, too. So, whether you were dead or not, they just probably wanted to bury you right away, you know? I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. Okay, so now a little bit about, like, the history in— it's not even pop culture cuz it's just culture like from forever Girl. <laughs> pop culture references like just yeah. just culturally the story and the um iterations of the vampire myth So the modern vampire myth seems to have stemmed largely from Gothic European literature, which is not surprising at all, uh, specifically of the 18th and 19th centuries, which was about the time that the vampire hysteria was like peaking in Europe. Vampiric figures appeared in 18th century poetry in Europe, and vampire poems began appearing in English about the turn of the 19th century. So, this has been around for a very long time. Like, again, the depictions yeah. that we have seen um, that we all, you know, at least know exist. Um, right. The first vampire story published in English uh, is believed to be John. Polidori's polit, po, whatever the vampire <laughs> um, in 1819 and that was about a mysterious aristocrat named Lord Ruthven who seduces young women only to drain their blood <gasps> and disappear right oh. so like 1819 we're telling stories of not only Vampires, but this is where they start to get their like edge of like seduction and yeah. like their role into, like what they want and what they do. Of course, that story and works like that inspired subsequent material, uh, mainly for the stage. There were a slew of other really important vampire stories called The Vampire or The Feast of Blood, which was in 1845, and The Mysterious Stranger, which sounds very fun. It mm. was in 1853. Yeah. And all of those are cited as possible early influences for Bram Stoker's 1897 Dracula which we do know
0: that i think it was a novel novel, in 1897 yeah and then the movie dracula came out in the 90s yes right
1: and then also sheridan le Fanu's carmilla from 1871 that story carmilla established the vampire femme fatale oh my god yes like i'm dying actually to
0: see that that would be very cool yeah and it's really cool to see how this evolved into basically what it is today. Totally. And um, and
1: I was telling Jeff about this, but I very recently went to a like sapphic vampire movie night and the film was from the 60s. 1960s. It was a French vampire film and they were, I mean, it was the vampire femme fatale and they were queer and they were hot. And so I'm like, yeah, even, you know, like in the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, like this story just continued. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. I would love, love, love to see that film. It was, it was unreal. You would be obsessed with it. That's awesome. But yeah, going back to Dracula, um, Dracula is arguably the most important work of vampire fiction. Uh, Many popular vampire characteristics, such as the methods of survival and destruction, vampires of aristocracy, and even vampires of Eastern European origin, were solidified in this popular novel, and especially through its 1931 film adaptation. The novel itself is thought by some to have been inspired by the cruel acts of the 15th century prince Vlad Third Dracula of Transylvania, also known as the Impaler, <laughs> and the Countess Elizabeth Bathory, who... I, we should do an episode on her. Um, she was believed to have murdered dozens of young women during the 16th and 17th centuries in order to bathe in or possibly drink their blood so as to preserve her own vitality. Oh my god, yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. We're doing an episode yeah. on her. Psychotic. I just yep. said psychotic. 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 <laughs> um, Dracula, in turn, inspired the film Nosferatu. Nosferatu, <laughs> oh, <everybody>, right? <laughs> Nose yes. yeah. Oh yeah, Notes for It always reminds me of that Spongebob episode. Nose oh, for <laughs> Um when he's like flickering the lights. Uh, but in that a vampire was first to the- depicted as being vulnerable to sunlight Mm, mm -hmm.
1: you know what was is so cool is that i mean this happens time and time again right like something occurs in the world and then these like iconic characters are created on their behalf but it's just so funny that the names are like exactly what these people's names were right like vlad the third dracula
0: of transylvania yeah (laughs) Dracula is a really cool name, but this dude ruined it for everyone. Yeah, you know,
1: totally. And I mean, I I think I maybe need to know more about how he got the nickname the Impaler.
0: I, I don't. We're doing an episode on him. Do we want we to need know? To. It can
1: go. It can go a few ways. <laughs> I really- no,
0: I need to know. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, but I'm already obsessed. Not. I'm obsessed with wanting to know. (laughs) Not with whatever he's... I don't endorse or or support anything that he's done, although I don't know what it is. (laughs) We
1: know, Jeff. Yes. But we will look into that for you all. But also interesting that uh, Nosferatu from the uh, 1920s is is what first depicted vampires as being scared or vulnerable to sunlight. I thought that that was uh, Dracula, but very interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Um,
1: um, and so the vampire as a misunderstood romantic hero picked up steam in the later part of the 20th century, particularly surprise in the US. It's what we're all very familiar with. You yes. know, shows like Serena the Teenage Witch, which I love, Buffy, True Blood, we were just talking about, The Twilight saga, and many, many more really just made vampires pretty appealing, and just, like, overall, like, sexy individuals. Like, they turned biting someone's neck and sucking blood out of it (gasps) into... Well, they didn't turn it, because that is, like, a very, like, little hot moment. But they capitalized on
0: that. Oh, my gosh. In True Blood, like, just sucking on that jugular so And and that's what...
1: (laughs) Right, like, all of these other traits of vampires started to get introduced as well. Like, in True Blood, where vampires can to have sex for hours and hours and hours on end um, I'm sure there yeah. were like even other new traits or like the, the glistening, They're, the shimmering yes. that also was in
0: Bolt True Blood Glamour
1: glamour. glamour? They're called different no. things When,
0: when they could like hi- hypnotize oh, you no. Or no! What's that called? I forget I think it's called gla- glamouring but I'm pretty sure that vampires like I think Dracula could glamour mm. people I, I forget though I was thinking though? of in um, Twilight, where when
1: they go out in the sun, oh. they're like sparkling. I forget what it's actually called. Oh, but yes, twinkling. Tw- no, think so. <laughs> but there was there was something like that in True Blood as well. Like when they actually were in the sun, like there was a name for what it was. Um, yeah, but they would like
0: they would die when they go in the sun. That was like their true death. Oh in, yeah. In,
1: uh, actually, you're right. And I remember. Blood. Wait, did you did you know this about me? And now everyone's hearing it. Um, I had never seen Twilight in my life until last year. Like I was 30 um, years. old. I did <laughs> know that.
0: No, I I think. Yeah, you did tell me that, but I actually have not seen... I've seen, like, a little bit of it, but I haven't seen them you, all.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe you do need to just for the entertainment alone. Like, it, was, it yeah. was such a wild ride. But, like, growing up with other vampire content and being a huge True Blood fan, I'm, then, I'm, then I'm watching Twilight, and I'm like, what? These vampires really? suck. In comparison. <laughs> literally <laughs> unintended <laughs> unintended but i guess i could see if you were a tween or a teen watching twilight like yeah you would totally be into them because they are also still pretty hot
0: right right yeah they were like the and i remember in high school those were like the movies to yeah. see if you were a teenage girl yeah. <laughs> um,
1: um yeah or you um, just liked boys but-
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I did think uh, Taylor Lautner was very hot. Though I still think he yeah. is. I think he's he's. I think he's hotter than uh Rob, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, okay. Anyway, continue.
1: That's all. That's anyway. All about should,
0: should we get into the the vampire V eight V Yes.
1: This is this is fun. This is where we start to break down the traits of a vampire.
0: Yes, we interviewed a vampire yeah. for this, mm-hmm. so uh, he, its a little too so, early for him. So yeah, yeah, he'll—he'll he'll be here in a couple yeah, hours so like, when dude, the sun you cool is with like us, fully like, down. You?
1: Um,
0: he gave <laughs> us the okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we kind of touched on this, but we're just going to dive in a little bit more. So why don't vampires like garlic? Garlic, specifically the chemical compound allicin inside garlic, is a powerful antibiotic. Some European beliefs around vampires stated that they were created by a disease of blood, so a powerful antibiotic would quote-unquote kill a vampire. And uh, also a natural disorder of the blood, porphyria, which Ari mentioned earlier, probably pronounced it better than I did, Uh, (laughs) may also be an origin for this belief. Porphyria can cause those who suffer from it to look pale and even make their teeth look bigger because their gums shrink, meaning mm-hmm. I guess that's how they have their their fang appearance. And garlic makes these symptoms worse, so people with porphyria would often avoid it, making others around them believe that they were vampires. Damn, what a bad time to have porphyria in medieval Europe. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, so moving on, why can't... Vampires see their reflection in mirrors, right? That's a thing that that happens, mm-hmm. or we've seen in films. Um, vampires avoiding mirrors is more of a recent belief. Again, something we've kind of grown up with. Uh, the first known reference to this is from Bram, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which we know was published in 1897. But why wouldn't a vampire show a reflection? Mm. So uh, there are a few reasons that this belief may exist. Mirrors were traditionally backed with silver, and some still are today. And silver was commonly believed to to repel evil spirits, possibly because it has <laughs> antimicrobial <laughs> Antimicrobial. Wow. Say that three times in a row.
0: Antimicrobial, <laughs> antimicrobial,
1: antimicrobial. Okay, show up. <laughs> okay, so yes, silver was commonly believed to repel evil spirits, and a possibility as to why is because of the antimicrobial properties. So <laughs> Keeping up with the garlic theme here, the healing properties may be what was supposed to scare off a vampire. Um, Another reason that suspected vampires may have avoided mirrors um, is because of the changes to their appearance from diseases Mm -hmm. commonly confused with vampirism, porphyria, porphyria, however you pronounce it, and rabies that we already mentioned. People afflicted with these diseases may have avoided looking in a mirror for literally that reason because, like... Jeff pointed out, the gums recede, teeth get larger, there's skin becomes translucent, um, which then people walking around with those diseases, not looking in mirrors, could have caused other people to assume that vampires as a whole avoid mirrors, right? Yeah. Because people thought that they were vampires. So there are a few theories. I think both are crazy interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's it's... Sucks that, or it's said, rather that it's so rooted in like tragedy, like all these plagues and everything that were kind of
1: oh, destroying
0: yeah. communities. But anyway, do can't? Oh my god, I almost said campfires. Do vampires? <laughs> do vampires like to count? You might be wondering. Like why? You <laughs> might be wondering. You, you might be wondering. So why does Count von Count? a vampire from Sesame Street, why does he teach us how to count? <laughs> it actually comes from a European belief that vampires are compelled to count spilled seeds or grains. Some Slavic coastal towns also believe that vampires would count the holes in a fishing net. I don't. It, as a hobby, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I Right? Something like fun they did? Why? <laughs>
0: it was common practice to scatter seeds outside the entrances of homes and... Um, or drape them with fishing nets. Um, I, I guess to distract the vampires. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll feel so compelled to count these. Scenes? I don't know. Right?
1: Maybe so you can catch a vampire. Oh, with the net. Well, oh. no, oh. because they'll be spending so much time counting. Yeah,
0: but you might as well use the <laughs> net that they're counting to catch Yeah, sure, You them, might as well. Right? Yeah. You might as well. Oh my God, I, I'm obsessed with this. Okay, so <laughs> some Chinese myths say that a vampire must count every grain if they come across a bag of rice. A vampire would stop to count, delaying them until sunup. Oh... And we all know that vampires don't do well in sunlight. And a common seed used was a mustard seed, which is also known as the eye of the newt. Okay, I get it. So vampires had to count these seeds. They had no choice but to count. And they would just count until dawn. And then the sun would come up and they were dust after that.
1: Interesting. That's so, so wild. So
0: ridiculous. But... Ridiculous. Yes.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: I'm just imagining a I vampire so being like one, two, three, four, like counting. V. Oh, yeah, three. Oh, yeah I don't fun. Even, I can't even do the accent.
1: For like the made-up vampire accent. Um, okay. So, I'm sure you're wondering, why do vampires have to be invited in? This is something that we have... All seen, I believe, in in um, the last like twenty years, yes. uh, especially True Blood fans. Yes, and also Mom's thing.
0: got a date with a vampire, the Disney movie. Oh, we watched that yes. last year. Also, still su- such a fun movie. And the vampire, oh, right. it's
1: what's his name, um, Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. Oh, is that him, the vampire? That's that's oh, a vampire.
0: Oh my god! Yes, I knew yeah. he looked so familiar. Um, yep. But. Yeah, he had to be invited in, I remember. Because I think... Yes. Anyway, go on. So this is a thing. Yes.
1: So this is a thing. Um, According to the most sensational and well-known legends, vampires cannot cross the threshold of the human creature's front door for various reasons. First of all, the threshold on a mythological and spiritual level is considered as kind of like a magical and protective barrier. This barrier has a unique strength... And it all depends on who lives there. Mainly if a family has lived for lived there for like many years and in harmony within the mansion or home, (laughs) the strength of that threshold will be extremely strong. And this will weaken the power of the vampire who has evil purposes, Mm. but also wizards. Okay. Wizards are trying to get in. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how we just throw through that one little fact too, (laughs)
1: but also the wizards. Let's not forget about them. Um, it is basically anyone who has magical abilities. Yeah. And so it is obvious that a sufficiently powerful creature can break through in a sufficiently weak threshold. Because vampires are inherently magical creatures, this renders them impotent or at least greatly diminishes their power as they cross the unauthorized gate, Ooh, if you will. yeah. In the vampirian tradition, it is only the first invitation that matters. Mm. So if you invite a vampire to enter your house only once, he, she, they can come back at any moment in time and come and kill their prey. Yeah. So watch who you invite and be very strategic about this. Yes. But yeah, it actually does make sense. And so... Scary also to think about, like let's just say it's like an apartment, and it's like just me in that apartment. Like my threshold, if you will, will be weaker right. because it is literally just me, and I haven't, I probably haven't been living there for long. So a vampire may not even need to do much to get invited in, or may not even have to in, be invited. Yeah, in. he can just like
0: break. They can break through. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could also rescind the invitation too, according to some lore. Mm, True. Yeah. Okay, so last FAQ is do vampires explode in the sun, or why don't they like the sun? I know that we kind of touched on this, but in the case of the Christianized vampire of Western European literature and mythos, it's probably a metaphor as God and his angels are seen as the light of the heavens, and vampires are evil creatures of the night. So therefore, vampires being exposed to light, which is a holy symbol, it harms them. So... On like a from yeah. a religious perspective, um, that it makes sense. Yeah,
1: it definitely makes yes. sense. I mean, when you know there are like depictions of like heaven and the gates of heaven, there's like a light beamed down and things like that. And vampires are apparently very evil, yes. so
0: <laughs> they
1: shouldn't do well in the light. No. They thrive in darkness. Yes,
0: same. <laughs> it, same. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um,
1: <laughs> relatable. Uh, okay. So, are there real life vampires? Like to like now, now, real vampires. Um, y- yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't know you were quizzing me. <laughs> I know. No, there I am also just verbalizing it over and over again because I can't believe it's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so Mercy Brown may rival Count Dracula as Dracula. Dracula.
0: Dracula. Dracula, Dracula.
1: <laughs> Count Dracula, Dracula
0: extravaganza, um,
1: extravaganza.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just—we're we're leaving that. Um, Mercy Brown is going—is rivaling Dracula as the most notorious vampire. Which you know, according to who? I don't know because I've never heard of Mercy Brown. Have you? Jeff? Nope, never. Okay, Mom. We're gonna learn. We're gonna learn about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, unlike Count Dracula, um, Mercy was a real person. She lived in um, Exeter, Rhode Island, and was the daughter of George Brown, who was a farmer. After George, her dad lost many family family members, including Mercy, mm. in the late 1800s to tuberculosis. Remember? That was another disease that made people think vampires existed. Yes. Um, his community used Mercy as a scapegoat to explain their debts. Mm. And it was common at the time to blame several debts in one family on the undead. Yeah. The bodies of each dead family member were often exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. So, when Mercy's body was exhumed and didn't display severe decay, not surprising, since her body was placed in an above-ground vault during a New England (laughs) winter, the townspeople accused her of being a vampire and making her family sick from her icy grave. They cut... Out her heart. I mean they literally dug her up, cut out her heart, burned it, then fed the ashes to her sick brother. What? Oh my gosh. I know. Perhaps not surprisingly, he um he did die shortly after.
0: And they probably blamed Mercy again for that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah, poor family died of tuberculosis. Everyone was like, this is ridiculous. There has to... Someone did this to them, not tuberculosis. And it was poor Mercy's fault. And then, I mean, it was extremely excessive for them to go back in, do all of that, and then feed the, the ashes to... Her little brother. Yeah. And they were
0: like, what? She hasn't like decayed because she was literally frozen, (laughs) like frozen. frozen. She's frozen in New England, (laughs) guys. Like, let's just come on.
1: Let's just we can figure this out. Oh, Um, my gosh. And I do apologize. I said um, modern vampires. That's not true. I mean, real life vampire potentially, but from a very long time ago. Well,
0: (laughs) we're about to get into the modern vampires. So, okay, although modern science has silenced the vampire fears of the past, as we kind of just explained, people who call themselves vampires do exist. So we went from people, we went from an era where people would call other people vampires, but now it's more of like a self-proclaimed title that people are using. So they are normal-seeming people who drink small amounts of blood in a perhaps misguided effort to stay healthy. Communities of self-identified vampires can be found on the internet and in cities and towns all around the world. To avoid rekindling vampire superstitions, most modern vampires keep themselves and typically conduct their feeding rituals uh, in private. And that includes drinking the blood of willing donors. So yes, there's no biting that we know of because that's neither safe nor sanitary. And with too many vital arteries, the neck isn't the favorite spot to... Suck blood, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, transactions aren't, you know, these devastating carnages leaving victims lifeless behind in a dark alley, and nor do vampires sleep in coffins or burn in daylight. They're generally pretty cool with garlic, and most of them <laughs> don't even have fangs. <laughs> Wait, most of them mm. don't have fangs?
1: <laughs> I know some mm. I mean my dad has fangs oh
0: okay vampire like,
1: pronounced I know okay okay All vampire right. um, I'm a descendant of a vampire yeah,
0: clearly um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm I am kind of loving this modern vampire Thing. Okay, so instead of, you know, all of the uh, vampire tropes, modern vampires get their sustenance from inch long incisions made by a sterilized scalpel on a fleshly part of the body that doesn't scar. Oh, Um, great. They're like doing this in a, you know, a well thought out, safe way. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. They're like, don't worry, we don't bite people. We just cut them open. We just, we just take a a little baby slice. Yes. And then,
1: and then that's it.
0: Um, And,
1: and yeah, though the vampire may suck it up directly from the source, medically trained personnel usually perform the procedure. So it's not, it's not common for someone to just take a little slice and suck that right up. Mm. But I'm sure it does happen. Um, there, there is also paperwork that has to be done. Mm. So donors don't just have to consent, but they also have to provide, of course, health certificates proving the absence of like bloodborne diseases, probably the same way, the same paperwork, um, that you have to fill out when you donate blood. Uh, And still, though, feeding is a sensual and sacred ritual. Like, even if it's done in a medically sound way, I'm sure the self-proclaimed
0: vampire has a ritual around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still feel like there's a lot that happens that we don't know, but... Oh, for sure. We'll just take their word for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) But please don't come for us.
1: (laughs) No, sorry. I know I said self-proclaimed vampires. Like you guys
0: do your thing. No, totally. Yes, absolutely. As long as you're being safe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Safety. We don't. We don't need another. I don't know. Pandemic of something. (laughs) So no, we really don't. We
1: really don't.
0: Okay. So no one knows what causes hematomania. Hematomania, which is the craving to drink blood. Those who experience describe it as an intense thirst like sensation, an addiction with withdrawal like symptoms, so animal blood or even rare steaks may act as substitutes, but for most vampires, nothing beats fresh blood and I was when I was like reading or doing some research on this part before, I was like that's why some people prefer their steaks rare like some people like that bloody taste like that's probably yeah. a form of hematomania cuz like I know I mean I love like a big juicy steak but I don't want to like taste blood I get nosebleeds a lot and when the blood goes into my throat like I could taste it on my tongue and it is not, it's not for me <laughs> maybe I mean it literally tastes like 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 minerally, it, like it, like change, like as if you just
1: put a bunch of quarters in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, it's
0: very metallic, and uh, yes. maybe, maybe it's an acquired taste, but it's not for me. <laughs> but frequency and amount vary, but for many people who, that with this condition, a few teaspoons a week is enough. This naturally is Hmm. supplemented with a normal diet. After all, real vampires are humans with human needs. So while most people are able to maintain healthy energy levels through diet, exercise, social interactions, and the occasional cappuccino, vampires, on the other hand, have to develop alternative means to satiate their energy needs.
1: So, not all modern vampires drink blood either. The community generally acknowledges two types of vampires. The blood vampires, which are called sanguinarians. Interesting. Okay, like kind of fun. Yeah. And the psychic Mm. or energy vampires who drain of life force, also known as prana or chi, or Key rather than blood from others. Uh, many state that if they don't feed regularly, they become agitated or depressed. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> got my sorry, Jeff. Um, you went flying. Oh, that's um, okay. So, for those of you who have ever seen what we do in the shadows, I was
0: just thinking that. Yeah. Yes. Literally, like the energy vampires. First- <laughs>
1: the first e- the first episode you learn about um energy vampires and i like ever since i watched that show um, i'm like this is the perfect term for some people who just drain you of your en- like they are
0: slow so yes. slow talking just boring yes. i know people like this and <laughs> i know people like it too i'm like oh my god they're an energy vampire hey, please
1: please just s- stop talking <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So they drain the life force of those around them. Oh, my um, God. Instead of blood. So that's really interesting that there are there are uh, two... Um, types. Types? Yeah. Wow, thank you yeah, for like that. Yeah, like people
0: that drink blood and the people there that two d- types. drink your energy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um,
1: okay, so... Lastly, we're going to leave you guys with some helpful tips because now we've acknowledged that there are modern vampires out there. So, and we actually have not been able to prove that the vampires that we have seen depicted don't exist, right? Yeah, yeah. Fair to say. So, how can you tell if someone's a vampire? Well, first, you're going to notice the people around you and look out for those specific ones who whose, like, presence
0: or aura is very powerful. Yes. So, while speaking to them, see if you can notice if their canine teeth are maybe a little bit sharper than the others.
1: Yeah, I think that one's important. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And uh, vampire skin is slightly colder than the average human body temperature, so try to find out by casually grazing their skin. If it's freezing cold, they might be vampire.
0: Or anemic.
1: Or anemic. Or there's a bunch of other Things going on. Or Where it could the AC's be the winter. On. Yeah, yes. or the AC is
0: <laughs> and when someone is injured, make sure to find out if this other person's focus is more on the injured person or his or her injury. Remember, red stimulates and arouses their appetite, and <laughs> blood is red. <laughs> and, and they like
1: blood. <laughs> and they like blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, also find out if they have an unusual interest in the color red especially about their like fascination for blood like just just said but maybe maybe like their whole room is red or maybe they only have they
0: only wear red clothing like just clock those things i also feel like if you find out that someone has a fascination for blood like, I don't care if, if you're a vampire or what. Like, I'm not coming near you. I'm probably not. Like, I'm yeah. really not going to. But if you ever happen to kiss them, have they bitten you hard enough to make you bleed? Mm. <laughs> That's another sign of
1: vampires to watch out for. You know, I actually do feel like people have experienced this. So definitely. It happens. <laughs> definitely think back on some of those people. Could they have been vampires? Probably. Um, <laughs> are the suspects affected uh, by the sun? Maybe a lot more compared to a normal human being. They may, of course, not burn in the sun, but they would definitely always shield their eyes from the sun. So really, anyone who wears sunglasses could be a vampire.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone that like can't stare directly into the sun, probably a vampire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably safe that.
0: <laughs> also, if you happen to be invited to this person's house, or, yeah, their house will always be kept dark, with the curtains closed, and they do not appreciate light in any form in their surroundings. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And they normally react harshly to the sense of smell, especially if the smell is of onion
0: or garlic. Mm-hmm. And speaking of smells, they can smell blood. They will not be able to smell blood when it's inside a person's body, but just as it leaves the body, they can immediately smell it and will most definitely get very excited and volatile about the spilled blood. Ooh.
1: Um, hmm. be very aware of your surroundings and watch out for any of these characteristics and people around you and as we're reading this list I'm like yeah I got about five of these um, <laughs> like am I a fucking vampire I mean
0: at the, according to this list I feel like everyone's a vampire, <laughs> everyone's a vampire right? <laughs> I wear sunglasses I
1: love the dark um, I do have an intense sense of smell I uh, I feel like I am. I run cold and I have a very powerful aura Yes,
0: yes, you're. Yes, you're definitely a vampire, and I also my canine teeth are pretty sharp. So, mm, mm, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so I hope you all learned a lot about vampires because I sure did. How about you, Larry?
1: <laughs> so much. It was so interesting. A lot of fun, and yeah, we'll definitely uh, keep my eyes open. Meanwhile, we're
0: vampires.
1: You, yes. Plot
0: twist. Plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> This is our coming out we episode. Actually
1: gave you, we actually gave you all of the wrong information, so you'll yes. never catch on to us.
0: And we've been sucking your energy this entire time. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep,
0: yep. But um, you know, we're gonna need that ep- that energy though, because we have a long season ahead of us with amazing mm-hmm. episodes, and we'll be back next week for another spooky episode. Yes.
1: All right.
0: Um, we okay. love you
1: guys.
0: And Good night. Good night and sleep tight. (laughs) (laughs) And don't let the vampires bite. Bam. (laughs) Love it. it. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.